Hello and welcome to the Natural Birth Co podcast. I am so pumped to be here today with one of our amazing NBC mamas, Rhiannon. Now, Rhiannon came with us throughout her first pregnancy with her baby Maya. She did yoga, Pilates, and um, actually, I don't think we were doing Pilates then, and the birth workshop and body balance workshop with her partner. Now, that first birth experience was amazing, and she's actually already told it on the podcast. So that is episode number 16, which if you wanted to, I think it would be a wonderful idea to listen to that one first, if you haven't already, and then come back and listen to this one which is her telling you guys about baby number two and the birth. It was just so wonderful to hear her second experience. It was just as amazing. Literally, when you hear the story, it's so funny. It's just literally so short, sweet and simple. It was, you know, not a lot to report. And it was so funny to talk about this where, you know, obviously I do a lot of these birth story podcasts and when everything's so natural and normal, it's crazy how there's just not a lot to say. So um, really enjoyed this experience. And we had really great chats about the transition Rhea's had into being a mama of two. That has been seemingly the most challenging aspect to it, um, which is just so normal and so natural. It is just a really difficult really difficult time, um, difficult season for a lot of mamas to try to navigate. You always almost feel like you're not good enough because you're either helping one and the other one's upset with you or you swap and then the other one's upset with you. So we go really deep into being a mama of two in this podcast as well. So I hope you enjoy. Birth affirmation of today. A whole community of women have birthed before me just as I am able to birth my baby. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Birth Co. We help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience. With pregnancy yoga, Pilates and workshops, all led by our registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthco.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthco.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad free episode. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, Re. It's all good. Pleasure. Second time round. Mm-hmm. So actually, I wanted to look at what number your first podcast was, but you have come on and told us about baby Maya's birth, number one, and here you are with babe number two. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Let me just get that podcast. You don't remember the number, do you? No, not off the top of my head. No. Oh, here we go. 16. Mm-hmm. Number 16. Perfect. Okay, cool. So you had baby Maya. Mm-hmm. Everything went amazing. And then fell pregnant with little Archer. How yes. old was Maya at the time? Um, I think we found out I was pregnant the start of the month that she turned one. Oh, cool. Yeah. So awesome. Just, yeah, 11 months. Perfect. Perfect. And you said that you weren't necessarily trying. Nothing was difficult there, but you guys were open to start start letting it happen. Yes, we were of the mindset of like, because we were getting married or getting married this year. So we knew that if we we're going to have a baby, we kind of either wanted it to have have the baby early this year, or then delay it till after the wedding. Yes, we didn't want like a newborn or to be heavily pregnant. Yeah, at the wedding. So yeah, we tried it because it took us like ten months to fall pregnant with Maya. Yeah. Um. So we just thought it probably would take 
you know, yeah. longer this yeah. time around. And um, I think I'd only had one period back <laughs> <laughs> since Maya stopped breastfeeding. And then, um, then it happened after that. That's just wild to think about that you've probably been like, what, two years or three, two and a half years with one period. Yeah. (laughs) I know. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You still don't have your period? No, not this time. No. We'll see when that comes back. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Cool. So then you were pregnant and how did you go throughout your pregnancy? How was the difference between first pregnancy by yourself and then second pregnancy with a toddler? Um. First trimester was obviously like a lot more tiring, just mm. dealing with the toddler when you've got that fatigue. Mm. Um, I didn't get the same nausea that I got with, like I had a pretty cruisy pregnancy with Maya as well, like just had two weeks of nausea and that was it mm. with her. This time around, I didn't get a solid block. It would just be sporadic days in the first trimester and I yeah. had no food aversions or anything so like good. I did with her as well. Um, so that was pretty cruisy, but yeah, it was just tiring because where you'd normally take the rest that you mm. could, I just didn't have that option to. Um, no. Like, so I was back working part time and looking after a toddler on my days off. Yeah, um, and so that was busy. But yeah, same thing. Like the pregnancy just sort of cruised along. Perfect. Um, if anything, it was probably better because he's so focused on the toddler that we just lost track of where it was. So that initial stress of the first trimester didn't seem to be there. Like we sort yes. of got to twelve, thirteen weeks before we knew it, and we're like, so okay, true. like we're in the clear sort of from that perspective so true um, yeah but yeah just it was just busy so yeah. it came around a lot faster than we thought absolutely at this time so it just didn't feel like where you feel prepared because you know what you're going through mm-hmm. just didn't feel as prepared because things would slip your mind or yeah. whatnot so yeah Absolutely. So how did you go? Because I know in your first pregnancy, we did like all the body balance and the birth workshop and you were really into the yoga. Mm -hmm. With this second pregnancy with much less time, how did you go about preparing and still getting yourself ready for birth with much less time to work with? Um, Well, I wasn't as active as I was. I was very active during Maya's pregnancy, but I was Mm. going through like I had a knee, like quite a bad knee injury that I was rehabbing. Mm. So I took the pregnancy as an opportunity to properly rehab it and just strip back. So that was probably the best thing for me. Perfect. Um, And just did, I think the first, I think I came back to pregnancy yoga somewhere in the second half of pregnancy. Yeah. Um, But again, it was just a timing thing, mostly because I was working weekends. Yeah. And my partner worked on the two nights that you did uh, yeah. the pregnancy one. So just with having to look after Maya, I just found it harder to be able to get to um, classes with her. That would have been hard. Um, so yeah, I was doing the body balancing at home myself. Perfect. Um, from the old videos that I had. Perfect. Um, and then just going down to like a local gym and just doing a few little things here and there. Yeah. And then sort of in the second half when I dialed back the weekend work. Yes. And whatnot then started probably coming more. On the Sundays. Yeah. yeah. I think in the last trimester I was coming. Yeah. 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 Um, more frequently for that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. What about getting your head into the mental state of birth? Did you do anything for that particularly? Not really this time around. Like I, yeah. I toyed with doing other classes, but I think because my, other than like obviously the issue with the cord with Maya's birth, everything yeah. else went very straightforward yeah. with her. Um, and I think I just was of the mindset that I've done it before yeah. and I'm going to be able to do it again. Yeah. And so didn't want to like prep for anything but a straightforward birth. Like obviously yeah. knowing that things can go off plan and whatnot, but I just went 
through with the mindset that mm-hmm. it went well last time. Likelihood is that it's going to go yeah, exactly just, the same. <laughs> just feeling confident that like, yeah. I can do it the second Perfect. time around. So Perfect. That was Perfect. It. And yeah, it didn't have to do – I did a lot of like channeling my own thoughts and my own mindfulness sort of stuff before Maya, but I think – I just had that confidence yeah. run through from the first time around. So I didn't even <laughs> didn't do much. So to be good. Honest. Yeah. So good. That's so funny. And that confidence definitely ran into your early labor experience where you're like, mm-hmm. this is easy. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I um so in reflection again for the peeps who haven't listened to the first podcast, you went into labor with Maya at about forty two weeks. So that was a really long two mm-hmm. weeks when you went over yeah. and this time you actually went into labor a fair bit earlier than that so do you want to tell that story about that early labor experience and how it all kicked off yeah so he was born 39 and 4 mm. um I think yeah 39 and 4 um and it was sort of well I didn't know how it was going to go like I felt a lot more uncomfortable towards the back end of the pregnancy mm. with him than I did with Maya um but my belly was a lot bigger, um, mm. like, and I didn't realize until I think about thirty-eight weeks, I finally got around to taking like a, a belly picture, which I said I was going to do <laughs> and compare. And I think I took like three pregnancy, <laughs> and at thirty-eight weeks, I took one and had a look, and the belly, my belly was bigger at thirty-eight weeks than it was at forty-two with Maya. Wow! So yeah. Then I started to get into a thing. I was like, okay, I'm assuming he's going to be a bigger baby than what she was. Mm. Um, I had really bad reflux mm-hmm. um, towards the end, like where it was keeping me like up at night oh. um, and just really bad rib pain, which I did get some with Maya, but nothing like what it was with him. Like I couldn't tolerate like sitting upright for long periods of time because wow. it was just like agony under my ribs. So I think I knew that, well, I remember saying to Crispin, I was like, I can't do like two, three more weeks of this Yeah, at 38 weeks. I was like, it's not it's mm-hmm. not possible for me mm-hmm. to go over with him. Like I physically won't last. Yeah. Do you, um, so you reckon you had an inkling that you weren't going to go to 42 weeks? Yeah, I think so because it was yeah. just so uncomfortable. I was like, I don't see how my body can cope yes. with this. Like at 38, I was like, I can't do four more weeks yeah. of this. Um, so whether I knew somewhere, but yeah. we were just – we were in a stressful thing because my sister's wedding – was just over 39 weeks That's right. in Brisbane. So we knew we just had to get through that. Yeah. And then it would be fine. So, yeah, it was just biding our time yes. to, get, to get to that. And, and so Archer waited patiently while you attended your wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was on the Saturday night and yeah. that was obviously a big day. Um, and we got through that, came back to the coast on the Sunday and just had a pretty chilled day because it had been a big weekend for everyone. And then somewhere on the Sunday, I remember getting like just random little crampy feelings, but like Mm. it was nothing consistent. Um, I'd never had anything like that with Maya. So I was like, maybe this is Braxton Hicks. Like I never, Mm. I never experienced it. So I was like, maybe that's just it coming and going. It didn't think anything of it. And then woke up on the Monday morning um, and had had like a couple more. And so I was like, oh, let's go for a walk because if it is something, maybe if I get moving, it'll get going. And so mm. things ramped up on the walk. And then so I was like, oh, hopefully this is it. And then we got home, rested, and it all just vanished. And I was like, okay, that probably was just Braxton <laughs> because it's all just like completely gone. Yeah. And then I remember messaging Nat. Yeah. Um, about it and she was like no this happened to me with patty yeah like, go have a nap 
just <laughs> rested off and she's like, and then everything kicked off after I had a nap. Yeah. And so I went to lie down one or two o'clock in the afternoon or something and then got up and we took Maya out for a walk um, just to fill her afternoon and like my body was still feeling fine, nothing had mm-hmm. progressed or whatnot and so I was like, okay, let's go for a walk and just um, entertain her and we'd made it 50 metres down the road and <laughs> I felt this, it's hard to describe but this weird sort of sensation like inside and then like a pop and then I remember feeling like the back of my pants and they were soaking wet <laughs> and Crispin turned around and I'm like wiping my pants. He's like, what are you doing? And I wiping like, my ass? What yeah. does it look like? And I was like, I think my waters are broken. Like, and then like he looked and I looked down and then there was like water just like trickling <laughs> all down my leg. So it leaked through the pants and everything and just running down my leg. And he's like, okay. And anyway, so... I was like, oh, you just keep taking Maya for a walk. Like, I'll go home yes. and get cleaned up. And he was like, nah, you had a fast labour last time. We've got to get her sorted. Good man. And so he was like, then we had to fight Maya to come home, oh. the poor thing. She, like, finally got out of the house and whatnot. And so I just went in and had a shower just to clean up. Um, and then I think Maya was just playing around. And then Crispin got everything sorted, messaged our friends who were going to take her. Great. Um, because that was obviously just an added stress of like, what do you do with a kid? We've got no family uh, here. That is such a um, difficult thing to navigate. Mm, so we'd like teed up a couple different people because you just don't know what time yeah. you're going to go into labour. And it's like, who can you call? Yeah. Because with Maya, we went in at 2am. So we're like, who are we going to call at two o'clock in the morning? Yeah. If it happens. But thankfully it was so early in the afternoon. Yeah. So On a Sunday. Yeah. So he got her sorted and he was like, are you going to call the midwife? And I was like, oh yeah, like I'm feeling pretty good. Like, because as soon as the waters broke, then I did start getting um, contractions come on. And they Mm. were probably just, they would have started like a couple minutes apart. I don't think they were really more than like two and a bit minutes apart Mm. from then. Um, And I was like, yeah, but I'm feeling good. Like, they're not bad. They're manageable. And he was like, call someone. Anyway, so he took Maya off. (laughs) He just knew. (laughs) He just knew. Oh, I think so. And I'm glad like we did take his charge in the end. <laughs> but um, anyway, and so I tried to call. I was in the MGP again. So I got back in with my midwife from the first time around. Epic. Which Who was that again? Carly. Oh, yes. Carly. Oh, yes. She's um, amazing. Yeah. So I think that was a huge thing for me. And I only found out I didn't get in initially. And then she had a spot come up um, and they contacted me. To get in, so I think that was another reason why I felt so reassured going through with this pregnancy because I had such yeah. a good relationship with her. She knew exactly what yes. we went through the last time and what I wanted. So, so good. Yeah. So just to go back on that with the pregnancy, I think that helped us just be so calm, knowing that we had her definitely through it all again. I love that continuity. Um, but yeah, so I remember trying to call her, and it didn't connect through to anyone I couldn't get on to anyone because normally it diverts even if she was on a day off so I was like oh it's just ringing out so anyway is this a sign that I just need to keep chilling by myself yeah so I tried a couple of times and couldn't get on to anyone and then by chance I had the number for another lady in the team um from when I had to see her and so I just called her number hoping that Mm. it would get through to someone and um yeah got on to Pam and she was like oh could you not reach Carly? And I was like, oh, no, her phone's just ringing out. I couldn't get on to anyone. But this is a situation, like, second yeah. birth, waters have broken. And by this stage, contractions were probably, like, a minute and a half, a minute 45 apart. Mm. Um, but she was like, oh, you sound 
like you're managing really well. I think this would have been like about four o'clock maybe. And she's like, mm. you're happy to stay at home. I'll get on to Carly yeah, and we'll sort it out. And I was like, yeah, all good. And then so in between me just bouncing around, trying to get comfortable and just mm. keep moving and active at home, eventually I had ended up with like missed calls from Carly and then I tried to call it back. And <laughs> it was a bit of phone tag and whatnot. And yeah. um, eventually got onto her at five o'clock um, and she was like, Ree, Pam's given me a bit of a heads up. What's going on? And I was like, okay, well, like waters are broken. Now it was pretty consistently minute on, minute off wow. contractions. Um, because Crispin had been like, we've got to go soon. We've got to go soon. We've got to go soon. I was like, no, nah, like I still feel really good. Like yeah. the pain's not that bad. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, was me like thinking like, oh, I can manage this. Like second time around, <laughs> contractions obviously don't bother you as much as yeah. they did the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Was just so confident being at home and yeah, just felt good and yeah. And so your body was like you were called into the position, sitting on the ball, like kind of legs wideish, just bouncing around. Yeah, pretty yeah. much perfect, um, perfect. Either that, or then I'd like go lean over the ball every now and then. But yeah, like I was still very mobile and active. Like I didn't so good. I didn't feel like I needed to just hold a position somewhere just to get comfortable. Like yeah, I could still move around quite a bit. Um, But yeah, and just sort of filled Carly in and she was like, okay, well, she's like, if that's where you're at, she's like, you kind of need to get ready and come in. Mm. Um, And she's, she was on a day off and she's like, no, I'm going to get my things. Yeah, I'll come in. She's like, but I need time um, to get there. So she's like, you might beat me in there, but she's like, I'll come in for this, which I was so thankful Uh, that she gave up her day off to come in. What a legend, hey. For us, but um. But yeah, she was like, just get yourself sorted. And I think maybe we stayed another 30 minutes. And then eventually mm-hmm. Crispin was like, no, nah, like, just get your stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And so again, car rides are never <sighs> the fun things. But like, we yeah. lived a lot closer to the hospital, so it wasn't too bad. Do you have any tips for around. the car drive? Not real. It always just sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> to be honest, sitting in the back probably would have been better, but I didn't have yeah. the option because we had two car seats in the <gasps> oh, back now. So I still had to yeah. sit in the front. Um, and we have like small SUVs, but they're not very spacious once you put a rear-facing yeah. car seat Yeah. In, so I just didn't have a lot of room. So yeah. I've never been able to find in both trips anything comfortable for me yeah. in the car, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so you can't give any tips. No, fair call. <laughs> I, I have barely any tips either for the mamas when we talk about it. I'm like, it just sucks. Just get through it and then yeah. arrive at the hospital. Yeah. Put I a just face kind mask of try on. to tune out. I don't think I really talk to Crispin. I just sit with my eyes closed and yeah. just breathe and just try to not yeah. get too caught up yeah. in it. Um, but yeah, so it was an easy drive in. We got there and parked in that Fraser Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, got inside and then Crispin thinking like it was going to be similar to Maya because I – sort of laboured overnight with Maya Mm. and we were both like starving and tired by then. Mm -hmm. So we get inside and we're about to go to the lifts and he's like, oh, I'm just going to go down to like the quickie mart. I just need to buy some snacks. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And so... I'm Where's like, your birth bag packed, I know, Crispin, with I your know. snacks? And I'm like standing at the base of the lift and then like a contraction would come and I was just like using like one of the ledges just leaning over to get comfortable. It was like these staff coming up to me and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm my hubby's just my, getting snacks. Just waiting for him to come back with snacks from the shop. Oh, uh, that is such a cracker. Like, Men suck with their birth bag. They like literally wait until until labor starts to pack their birth bag yeah yeah so I think like I had some lollies like for me or something yeah he had nothing for him 
So he went down and, yeah, and he bought like this coffee protein drink or something because he's like, yep, we're in for like the long haul tonight. I'll have this coffee drink and get some food. And anyway, so then he finally comes back. We get in the lift and then we're about – and I was making such a big deal. I was like, wait, to make me stand down there yeah. going like minute on, minute off contractions with all the staff of the hospital. And anyway – and then I we would get, have loved to cover across you in that moment. I know. And thank God it was after work hours so like none of my colleagues – Yeah, in your workplace it, too. Because it would have been where a lot of people come down after work. It so, would be. So, so that was the, um, the one like redeeming thing. But then we get to the top and – um. Crispin goes to walk out of the lift and I was like no come back let's get a selfie like of us before we're about to give birth and he's like oh have a go at me for going to get snacks but you're comfortable enough you can now get like a selfie in the elevator before you give birth and I was like mm, you're not the one when I say goats <laughs> pretty much anyway so I still felt good but they were still coming and I didn't have like any laps in contractions with getting there whereas that's fantastic. When we went in with Maya I did get like yeah. a lull for quite a while but this time they stayed oh, very Aww, consistently cute. minute on minute off um and so we got in and then Carly turned up hello oh good morning darling hello Carly turned up just after us um and then so she went to get everything ready and she's like I'll fill the bath because the Bless plan you. Well, my plan was to have another water birth Yes, again. So she got in and started getting the room ready and we went down um, and got comfortable and pretty m- And she offered a check straight up, um, which I ended up taking because I'm just of the mindset, like I needed to know whether I was in for sort of the long haul yeah. getting in there or whether I was close to going. And I think just because I hadn't seen a midwife at all, for yeah. nearly four weeks by that point. So I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'll just do it and just see where we're at. Fair call. And so she was like, um, she did the check and she was like, look, I can still feel like not all of your waters are broken and mm. I can feel like the sack is right there. And she was like, if I did like another check, I could break your waters mm. accidentally and mm-hmm. you'll have a baby mm-hmm. within minutes. Like, did she say what dilation you were? Um, six centimetres. Wow. But she was like, the waters are right there and mm-hmm. if I do it again, mm-hmm. it'll break them. Your baby mm. will be here before you know it. Mm. Um, and she's like, oh, we just leave it. But like I felt, I just felt comfortable and I was like, nah, I want to just let this baby come. Yes. And I think that was the same thing with Maya because I'd like delayed all those inductions the whole time. Yeah, And she ended up coming when she was ready to and I was like, no, yeah. like, I don't want to do anything to force this baby out. We'll just I love that. ride with it. I love that so much. I just think that's a really great point. And like Carly did that so well in just presenting the information, letting you make your choice. And um, exactly as you did, it's like, why do we always like, why do we always feel the need to rush it? Why do we always feel the need to make it as quick as possible? Like, especially you've only been in labor, you know, a few hours or something. And Mm -hmm. most of it, you were like, this is pretty easy going. Yeah. Why do we need? Yeah. I think that's just such a, a cool value-based decision that you made there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so I felt really good with that. And it was probably from that moment then that I remember just the intensity of the contractions ramping up yeah. a lot. And so Carly, again, she was like, you can get in the water whenever you want. Mm. Our preference would be to wait until you were like at least eight centimetres before going in because we don't want to slow things down mm. now that it seems to be progressing well. So she's like, if you can stay out, until you can't manage anymore mm-hmm. and then we'll get in, which was fine. So then they just got um, like a fit ball and a mat 
mm-hmm. and I just stayed leaned over that and then I remember just like going through contractions and by this point like actually asking Crispin to come and just give a lot of like counter pressure on my lower back or on my hips mm-hmm. because that was the only thing sort of taking mm-hmm. um, the pain away a little bit. Yeah, on your hips, like on the sides, pushing yeah, together. sort of like pushing in. And I remember having to ask him to push harder yes. at some point just to try and get things, I don't know. It's relieved. just what your body was wanting, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't initiate getting in the water. I remember at one point Carly must have just seen that things were mm-hmm. getting more intense. And so she said, she was like, whenever you're ready – just get up and hop in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. And then I remember just feeling like an instant sense of relief with that warm water on my lower uh, back. And it was like that just took so much of the pain nice. away right at that moment. Um, and then I just remember just being in the water, sort of like up on my knees, lent over the edge of the bath. Yeah. Um, which I did. And I was try- I remember trying to get like my knees in and feet out, but it's actually quite hard in the bathtub yeah. to hold that position, like without your knees and feet sort of slipping. Yeah, um, so yeah. I, I remember finding that a bit uncomfortable because I did birth Maya sitting around like on my back with yeah. my feet up in the water. And I remember I didn't want to do that this time. Like I wanted to be more upright. Yeah, right. Birthing. Can I, I ask, just- did you have the gel pads under your knees? No. No. I don't think so. Yeah. It's hard to remember. I- I couldn't say, but I don't think so because I was struggling to yeah. keep them in that position. Fair. Um, and then, God, I don't even know what time I went into the water. Mm. Would have been close to 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. 7 p.m., I'd say, by that point. And then all of a sudden I just remember, like, just feeling, like, this urge to push. And then I remember reaching my hand down and I was like, Carly, like, something's there. Like, I don't know, like, mm. if it's the head or what it is. And then... So she came over and then I sort of pushed and I was like, no, I think it's just the sack. Like it's not, it's too soft to Mm. be a head. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just the rest of the sack coming through and then those waters burst. And then um, unfortunately Carly was like, there's meconium in them. So she goes, unless you're literally going to push this head out now, like you're going to have to get out of the water. Yeah. Um, With that policy, which was fine. Like I didn't, in hindsight, it probably was right there ready for the baby to push yeah. out. But like, I don't know. I was just like, and I wasn't comfortable by that point trying to hold my position in there. So yeah. I actually didn't Because were you still in that forward position? Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't mind getting out. Um, and they sort of just helped me get over to the bed. And I don't even remember saying anything. Like I just instinctively wanted the headrest up and to just be leaning over the top. So good. In there. Um and then just upright on my knees with my arms on the top of the headrest. Love that. Pushing. And then pushed for 10 minutes. And, yeah. Um, Did you have super internal rotation or more straight? Internally rotated. Yeah. And I I know I wanted that and I couldn't remember like actively doing it. I think Carly just pulled my feet out a tiny bit more. Yeah. Um, but I remember after, like reflecting on the birth with her afterwards. Yeah. And her commenting to say that she'd saw, like seen that I had – sort of adopted that position like naturally Isn't myself in there. So that's just how I felt yeah. most comfortable to get him out. Which makes total sense, right? And with that, when you went internally rotated, did you feel as much of a need for Crispin to push on your hips? No, he would have been I, – I think he was up near my head yes. by that point. Like I wasn't getting anything – I find that so interesting. – from him at all. Um, but, yeah, that's just what felt most natural and comfortable for me at that point. Epic. Um and then I remember, and Carly was just like, 
just push like yeah when you feel it coming just push like he's right there and then I remember at one point she came up because in my head I don't think I said it out loud at the time but I remember in my head I was thinking like my god this is so much more painful than I remember pushing Maya's head out wow and she came up right next to my head and she was like Ray she's like I think you're holding back like you need to just give it everything with your push like he like we didn't know it was a he but she was like the baby's there yeah like you just need to push yeah and then so anyway don't hold back like it's, it's more painful yeah, but I like remember push being through like, it I'm not holding back like this oh, is really? so hard yeah and anyway and then so I oh, see so you fully then, felt like you weren't holding back at all no I felt like I was trying harder than ever wow and um and then finally like his head and there wasn't anywhere near as much this time around of like head out and back in sort of thing like I think yeah. his head was just once it got there it sort of just pushed out um and it that's when I really experienced like that ring of fire pain. And again, I don't remember that with wow. Maya. Like it obviously was painful, but her birth was not as painful as I had built up in my head or what people talk about yes. like, with their experiences. And then yeah. I remember with him, I was like, oh God, like this, <laughs> this wow. is what people talk about. This is the actual like, ring of fire. Yeah, that pain. It was unreal. And then, so his head came out and then I remember Carly being like, Oh, that's a pretty big head. (laughs) (laughs) Was that your big noggin? Hey. (laughs) And even afterwards, she was like, I feel so bad, Ree, for coming up and telling you to push harder because then as soon as I saw his head, like I knew like you would have been pushing. It's just that it was so big. It just needed. (laughs) You're not doing good enough. (laughs) Yeah, so she felt pretty bad about it. She's like, "Mm, yeah, once we saw, I could understand that. Hey. Um, and then, yeah, his head came out and then she was like, don't wait for a contraction. Just whenever you feel ready, just push his body will come out. Yeah. And, um, and again, that was such a different thing for me because I think like it was four minutes between Maya's head and her body coming yeah. out. Um, but I think I thought I needed to wait for a like a contraction to get her out. So yeah. I was just sort of like, nothing's happening with her. Whereas for yeah. him, then I just gave like the smallest little push yeah. and he was out. And yeah, it was... I think asking Crispin and Carly afterwards, it was like 10 minutes of yeah. active pushing wow. for him to come out. Um, wow. And then, yeah, they passed him passed him through my legs and I pulled him up and oh just gosh. instantly felt this like overwhelming sense of emotion. And like I cried when I pulled him to my chest. And um, yeah, just again, like everything – between him and Maya's birth was so different. Like I never got that sensation yes. with her. Yeah. Um, and whether that's because I had her very briefly and they took her off with the cord snapping because she lost a lot of blood. Um, so whether that impacted mm. any of that initial like emotional connection with her, but I just, yeah. I don't ever remember feeling. Like, I remember that like I loved her, but I never got that sense of like just wanting to cry because wow. like, this is my baby and I love them so much whereas yeah. I got that like instantly with him when he came through like onto my chest he's <laughs> giving me a little smile he's like heck hey. yeah hey I'm a mama's boy um, yeah isn't that interesting and um like as you say like you still had a supernatural birth she came out and she came straight to your chest she before she got whisked she did, away. But then she got they and I could sense like that something had happened because they were like, oh, she should be crying louder than yeah. that. She's very pale, and so whether it was just that worry kind of overtook, yeah, that ability to yeah form that connection. I don't know, but um, 
Crispin had an instant. The second he saw her, he said he felt that bond with her yeah. didn't with him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's real interesting that it's been complete opposite for the two of us with just how we felt just those. Absolutely. Like we both love both kids. Of course. Equally. But, yeah, just we've both experienced a different connection yes. with the two of them. That's really interesting and I love that you – you know, are willing to say that because I think I've heard of definitely so many mamas feel the same where mm. it's kind of like, yeah, as you say, it's this instant connection that isn't necessarily there with the other and it's nothing to do with logic or, you know, loving one more than the other. It's just very different sensations. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting. I, and yeah, I'm not too sure. Yay. As you say, whether it be the worry or just because you're shell cute. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure yeah. where it came from, but yeah, it just everything about yes. how that felt immediately afterwards was so different. But actually, um, I've got a theory that just popped in my mind is that he okay, so the pushing phase was much shorter, but he had a much bigger head. So, what was do you know the head comparisons between the two, um, or even the weight? The weight she was three point one four, yeah, and he was four point. Two seven. Wow. Yeah. So when we're so that's a whole over a kilo more, which is a lot. Twenty five percent. Yes. And then, as you say, his head was much bigger, and just from a hormonal perspective, I guess his head was thirty eight. Yeah. Wow. Centimeters, and she was thirty five or something like that. Thirty five is very average. Thirty thirty eight is very big. Yeah. 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 From memory, he was thirty eight. Yeah. 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 And it goes to show we can push our big babies. Mm. Like what would it end up being, a five-hour labour or something? Four hours. Four hours. Four hours, 20 or something. We can push our big babies, can't we, with big heads. But um, what's interesting is that when we're looking at the hormones, specifically when the perineum is crowning and when it is in that ultra, ultra stretch, the more stretch we experience, we get this massive spike of both prolactin and oxytocin Mm -hmm. prolactin being the maternal nurturing hormone oxytocin being the love and connection hormone so by the sounds of it as you say even the ring of fire was so much more intense with him than Mm. it was with her you probably got a massive spike like a bigger spike of those hormones with him than her that's interesting as i said just a theory but very interesting Mm, cool did you tear it all with him or her I can't With, remember. Yeah, neither. I got, I think, some first degree tears with Maya. Maybe one second degree mm. from memory, but only two. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were small. Mm. Um, I think the second degree they said was borderline first and second and they just yeah. passed it as a second or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was only little and got those stitched. And then with him, it was – they didn't call them tears. It was just grazes. Perfect. Um, which so I was surprised by because with the pain, I was like, oh, God, like there'll be something torn. Wow. <laughs> with that. Um, but, yeah, only grazes. But, again, they offered me the option to have them stitched, mm. which like I just did because they healed so well the last time that I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll just do it. Yeah. Um, and they were looking. And, yeah, even when the other midwife came in, because um, Carly, she thought there'd be something worse because she was like, oh, there was just like quite a bit of blood. So they just assumed yeah. that there would be a more significant tear. But um, when the other midwife came in to actually do the stitches, she was like, oh, like they're barely there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they stitched them up. But, oh my God, that needle to numb is worse oh. than 
the actual birthing a child. Wow, really? Oh, it's horrible. Like sitting there and you're like holding your baby and they're like jabbing you where you're already sore and tender <sighs> and then you get this ne- like multiple, it's like four needles or something it took oh. overall. And You'd I was almost prefer like, just oh God, to stitch it without pain. the local. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was like, maybe I wouldn't feel as much. But I remember I had the gas for that needle with Maya, but I didn't have anything this time around with him. And I was just like, oh. The pain, I was like, I should have asked for the gas. gas. Hectic. Just to take your mind off it. But yeah, I think I was just in this little like love bubble with him that I was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. I'll just deal with it. But um, yeah, unfortunately, one of the grazers was, um, hello, right near urethra. And so they got one of the obstetricians in to have a look just to give a second opinion because. Both Carly and the other midwife were like, oh, we think it'll be fine, but we'll just ask them because they might want to put a catheter in Mm. just because of where it is and they don't know if it'll, like, be anything internal impacting that. Mm. Anyway, so he came and he was like, unfortunately, with where it is, we would advise a catheter because we can't Mm. know that nothing inside of there Mm. has been damaged. So that was, like, the one downside, but then they were like, well, at least you don't have to get up to go to the toilet (laughs) (laughs) while you're in pain. So... That did end up being a plus. Was that like I only really had to get up? Like, Interesting. If I wanted to or needed to, like yeah. not to have to go to the bathroom or anything. So true. So, and I think I wouldn't have done it because we wanted to go home initially with the four to six hour discharge. Yeah. Um, it would have been late at night, so they did talk to us about. Like, obviously, it'll be like a midnight ish discharge if yeah. you do want to go. So they said like we'd encourage you staying and just go the next morning. Yeah. Um, but then by the time they weighed him, because he was so big, um, like he was on the 95th and 97th percentile for everything for his age or gestational age. Big boy. That because he was over the 90th, um, policy was he needed to stay in for 24 hours of blood sugars. Yes. How did you feel about that? Oh, we were pretty gutted because we had to do the blood sugars with Maya and it just – it was the most distressing thing yeah. for her to get, like, her feet pricked every three hours Absolutely. and just cry. And then you're trying to feed and settle, like, a distressed baby yes. as a new mum yes. and whatever. So, like, we were pretty gutted about that. Yeah, thank um, And Carly could see that. But she was really good. She was like, look, if everything's going on track overnight and mm-hmm. he maintains them, she's like – I'd get to like your lunchtime ones and just make the call. Yes. And if nothing's dropped, she was like, Absolutely. just choose to go home. Yeah. Don't stay. Because I was, I was like, then we're going to be here till – they didn't start blood sugars till 9. So I was like, then yeah. we're going to get to 9 p.m. And then are you going to discharge us at 9 p.m. at night? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Unless you're busy. Yeah. So she was like, get to lunch and if he's maintained them. Good call. She's like, my personal thing would be yeah. just to yeah. go home. Yeah. From then. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, we ended up staying over. And then I was like, well, I'll take the catheter if you're advising that because we're in anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They took it out. Because what is it? They're worried about the urethra tubing being damaged by the tear and a catheter. What's that going to do? Oh, just to make sure. I don't know that I could pass the urine. Yeah. To be honest, it was all a bit of a. A days for me, but then I was yeah, like, fair call. yeah, you you're advising do it. it, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, and I'm here anyway. I'll totally. just do it. Totally. Um, Did you want to feed him? I don't know if he will. I'll let him go if he wants to. Do yeah. No. <laughs> He'll go for it soon. Put him close for a sniff. See what he does, <laughs> mate. Um, 
But yeah, so yeah, we were pretty gutted about the blood sugars, but he actually was fine. He didn't really cry from any of the pricks. Yeah. He handled it really well. Oh, legend. How good's that? Um, hey, 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 hey. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, no biggie at all. Hey. Good job. He's so particular with what he feeds. Oh, oh mate. No, no, you're very tired. No. This is it every time, hey? Is it the position? Oh, it's just like he needs to like come on when he's ready to. Like, ah. And I'm like, you'll be hungry because you haven't fed for ages. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes I have to like lull him, like to be pretty much asleep. And then, like, put him down and he'll feed. Oh, my gosh. But I told you, like, we went through that phase where he'd only feed, like, lying down for... Yes! Weeks. Particular. Like, I'd sit up, wouldn't feed, wouldn't feed, lie him down in the bed, we'd go on straight away. Oh, my gosh. Feed. So, yeah, he's, he's always been like that. Only takes what he needs and then stops. He'll be distressed and I'm like, oh, feed you to sleep. Won't do it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Has never, like, cluster fed off me really... Not a comfort sucker, anything like that. Just oh wow, yeah, has yeah. been once and stops. How funny! Mm, yeah. good, that's good regulation, right there. Yeah. So then you um, birthed. He came up onto your chest, and you had to do the sugars and the catheter. Did he like kind of attach in that first couple of hours? Or yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah, so we had a feed, um, like even just a small one in that first little bit. Afterwards, I can't remember how long. Afterwards it was, but yeah, he did have a feed within so the first good. couple of hours after birth. Um, but yeah, just, he was so big, so he just, he was so sleepy and right. whatnot. But yeah, they were like, you're just going to have to stay on top of it with yeah. just his size. Um, yeah. And they did say, they were like, he might need a top up. Um, and I didn't do any antenatal expressing this time around. So I was like, I've got nothing. Yeah. But they were like, it's fine. We'll help you if he yeah. does need a top up. We'll get some syringes and get all of that sorted. But no, his blood sugars went fine. Um, so good. The whole time. There was one where he was like borderline yeah. on the right level. But the midwife there overnight, she was actually really good. And she was like, if you're happy, I'll take him down mm. to use like not the bedside machine. There's another yeah. machine or something that reads it. And she goes, it can be more accurate. It is, yeah. Um, so yeah, she took him down there and it came back like well within range oh. and I'm so thankful she did because that other reading would have restarted our 24 hour Yeah, no fuck that, hey. blood sugar. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was so thankful that she offered to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And get the good reading, but no, he did well all overnight. Um he That's latched great. like a little dream. I think just cuz I remember Carly looking, she's like, "Look at his lips and his like big mouth. He's just born to yeah. feed and he was." Um that is often the easier thing with bigger bubbers, and I wonder what you think between the two because obviously Maya was a little bit smaller but definitely not too small, but I know you struggled a bit more with Maya. Massively with yeah. her. Yeah. Just her small mouth. Like, Do you reckon it was? Yeah, her small mouth. Yeah, because I went and saw – like because Carly is a lactation consultant and she was oh, helping me out um, in the first couple of weeks and then yeah. things like – with her, it was like things would get better and then something would go bad and like the pain yeah. would get really bad. And it's like we, as soon as like I started to see the light with breastfeeding getting easier, something would happen and we'd just go back like 10 steps. And oh. I ended up seeing a private lactation consultant at six weeks because I'd gone 
like 48 hours of bottle feeding with her because yeah. the pain was so bad. Yeah, at that I remember point. that. And, that was um, rough. Yeah, and the consultant, she was like, you're doing everything right. Her mouth is just small. Like, yes. It's just – you're going to have to ride it out if you can – do it and yeah like things turned a corner at 12 weeks for her was when things got better that's a long time to be going through a shit show though isn't it oh yeah and I think like when I reflect on it now like and that was around the same time I remember my mood just improved Mm. and Crispin talking to me and being like I feel like I've got you back like he said that to me around 12 13 weeks after she was born and so like I definitely struggled and I think it was more than just like baby blues like and a lot of that stemmed around just how hard her feeding was and the guilt over not being able to feed your baby and dreading waking her up like dreading her waking up from a nap because she'd be due another feed and I'm like this is the worst like I shouldn't want my baby to wake up and to play with her and dreading her waking up because the pain is going to be so bad trying to feed her absolutely um whereas this time because he fed so well like I got a bit of tenderness over like the first week Mm -hmm. um I use those silver cups silverettes yeah. yeah which were amazing um just with taking the pressure off but everything was fine and after mm-hmm. like um a week and a half mm-hmm. like no pain no sensitivity nothing with feeding and was that a big relief for you mm-hmm. because like that would have been awful that would have been awful yeah that's just such a long time to be in that constant like every three hours just preempting this epic pain Oh, I remember like I would sit, I'd get her up for night feeds and would just cry. Oh. I'd be sitting on the couch just crying because yeah. it would hurt so much. And like taking her off would cause her to stress more and then the latch would end up even worse. I'd oh. try to fix it up and I would just have to ride out like these painful feeds. And yeah. like Crispin would come out of the night and just sit with me because oh. like, I was just so upset the oh. whole time. Whereas like I just haven't had anything like that. So good. Like obviously gosh. different stresses and different guilt with two kids, but yes. nothing like what it was with her. And he's just like, even him looking, he's like, you can't even compare like yes. my like me emotionally this time around with how I was wow. with Maya. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Mm. Poor feeding is really tough to deal with. Yeah, really tough to deal with. And, you know, whether it be hormonal or not can cause a lot of, yeah, like PND sort of stuff. Yeah, and and you just like – and everyone tells you they're like, avoid bottles, avoid this because it can make the latch worse. And then so where like people are trying to be helpful and they're like, just use a bottle, take the break. And I'm like, well, no, because it's going to make her latch worse. And then am I going to pay for this down the – do you know? Yeah, yeah. You end up like just stressing yourself even more. Yeah. Whereas this time around, like I would have just gone straight – to totally. like mix feeding with a bottle yeah. um, and pumped milk um, yeah. just to save the pain and the stress over it all. Yeah. But you don't know because, you know, the experts tell you. <sighs> it's so hard in hindsight, isn't it, yeah. to be like, yeah, what am I – if I choose to have this bottle now, am I going to be so thankful that I gave myself a break and then I've ended up breastfeeding like, you know – two weeks later when her mouth is a bit bigger mm. or am I going to be so regretful because this is like the make or break to me actually ever being able to breastfeed like it's just so yeah. hard isn't it yeah yeah you've just got to do the best with the information that you've got at the time mm-hmm. and like not fuck around with hindsight hey I know where's that beast down I know so talk about um parenting of two how how has that been because how old is he now 
He's four months next week. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How's that been? Um, it's been good. Like, thankfully for the most part, he is just like an easier baby. Um, like, he slept on his own, like in his bassinet and everything from like mm. the moment we came home. He hasn't been like a big... Um, oh, that's so good. Like contact. Sorry. He does have contact naps, but like overnight we've been able to put him down and he could have a feed and then... I could put him down or give him to someone else. Yes. Um, so it gave us a lot more opportunity and particularly me a lot more time to spend with Maya. Yeah. Um, when he was new, whereas like we were sort of anticipating another Maya who would just like feed for hours and she had um, just this witching hour, witching hours from like four to eight every night. Like you couldn't put her down. Yeah. Um, and she would like cry a lot during those times. And then once she was down, she was fine. But just that four to eight was just hard. Crispin and I remember like we never ate meals together for like weeks after she came home because one of us would just be tag teaming, Mm -hmm. settling her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were sort of anticipating that Mm -hmm. this time around. But he very much was just have a feed, could put him down somewhere, give him to someone else Mm -hmm. and it would be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's just been so chill in comparison. Um, So good. But yeah, you definitely get – like the guilt over the two of them because I'm like, oh, he suddenly gets to four weeks and I'm like, he's done tummy time like twice and yes. he never gets nappy free time and I'm not putting all this stimulus in front of him like they yes. have the option with Maya because you're so focused on the toddler who needs so much attention. Yes. Um, whereas then with her, I'm like, when like he does need feeding and she's trying to get your attention, you're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I was like, I just went through a phase where I felt like it was a lot of just – telling her that I couldn't be there for her. Yeah. Um, or like trying to settle him for a nap and whatnot. And yeah. um, and she's like coming down to play and like you're internally getting so frustrated because he's finally asleep and then she's like, mummy. Oh, and you're like, <laughs> it's And then the cute, baby wakes up stop. and you're like, oh my God, no, I've got to start again. I'm like, get out, get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> So cute. Like I could so see her say time. that in that cute little corduroy jacket of hers, just being like, oh. Yeah. And she loves him. Like, and she always has. Um, and we went through a hard, about a week after he came home, I think the reality for Maya set in. Yeah. Um, she always loved him. She never took it out on him. So, like, every morning she'd still want to come see him. She'd go hug him. But, like, her whole mood cute. and everything about her just dropped. Yeah. Um, for like a good week to 10 days. Actually, I remember you talking about this. Yeah. yeah. And like it would just – she was so independent with sleeping and everything and she suddenly that needed to be cuddled to sleep every nap was very much like mummy has to do it. Mm. So I felt that quite taxing because I'd go from feeding him to then straight into trying to like rock Maya to sleep and yeah. he's still recovering and sore and yeah. then you're trying to hold like a 14-kilo toddler oh. to rock her to sleep and – she was just like refusing day naps and, you know, I'd have yeah. to pull a mattress out at three o'clock of an afternoon and lie in the lounge with her just to get her to sleep for 30 minutes Oh wow! of the day. And like she'd walk around, like her whole posture was just like slumped forward. And I remember Aww. saying to Crispin, I was like, she looks like borderline depressed. Yeah. Like she just wasn't, she's such a cheeky kid and like she hardly engaged in games and yeah. wasn't laughing and doing stuff. And I remember I'd be rocking her to sleep at night and I'd just like, be fighting back tears because I was like, my Aww. baby. And 
you know, then you get the guilt and it's like, have we done wrong by her having another kid so soon? Like, should uh, we, you know, and like not know. to regret having him, but it's just like, what have we done? I know. To yeah. Her? Like, this is not our kid. Like, yeah. And then I remember talking to a friend whose sister has three children and she was like, no, this happened with all the older kids with the subsequent babies. And she goes, takes them like three weeks and then yeah. they forget what their old life was and yeah. it just flips and pretty much a day or two before he was three weeks old, it was like a flip switched in Maya wow. and she just went back to her normal self and wow. has been fine ever since. Amazing. Oh, that would be so relieving. Yeah. yeah. Like it was hard and I remember my mum was around and I sort of thought mum could help with daycare drop-offs just to yeah. take some of the strain off me, but Maya just would not let anyone else yeah do anything with her so yeah at least mum could stay home with him so I didn't have to take both of them so but, good um yeah it was still very much like on me to do her baths and yeah Christmas wasn't home and you know to do yeah. all of her drop-offs and her pickups so um so that was hard and then, yeah went yeah. through all the emotions with that but no parenting it's good it's hard it's yeah it's just busy like Christmas and I are just like some days we're just like, God, like we don't even talk to each other in the morning because you just, yeah. rather than being like a team looking after one, it's just like you're two separate units. Just he, one's managing the toddler, one's managing the baby. Yeah. And I feel like he's formed a really strong, he's always had a strong bond with Maya, but him and Maya now just mm. have this really like nice connection because like he's had to spend a lot of time entertaining yeah. her. Um, just during feeds and stuff. And then I get a little bit of like jealousy over it because I'm like, I miss yeah, like, I miss her and I miss being able to play with her. And I know, and it is like I'm getting I more thought and initially more you were going to say him. <laughs> yeah, I do. We do miss each other. Like, we have yeah. mornings where like we take Maya to gymnastics and we're both. I there. saw that the other day actually. That mm. was, looked really it's fun. It's super cute. But um, the morning is just hectic to get out of the house for it. And then sometimes yeah. like. He goes to work and then I take the kids home and I call him and I'm like, oh, I just wanted to say hi. Like we haven't yeah. even had a conversation and it's yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning and like we've done everything together, but we've barely had a chance yes. to even talk because it's just yeah. full on. Yeah. So yeah, it is just, yeah, it's busy, but like we know it'll get better yeah. soon. And um, it is just a season, like it's just a season of, you know, little to no romantic within your relationship yeah. and you're there for the kids and yep. you will get that time kind of later. That's the thing. And we were just saying last night because they're both usually down by seven o'clock for bed. Yeah. Um, and so on nights when Crispin doesn't work late. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to have a halt? Yeah, if you, we'll see. My pleasure. We'll Hi. see. Cuddles. Yeah, when he's not working late and like even last night if I get a moment in the day to prep dinner and we're all done by seven o'clock yes. and so we lie on the couch and then we just – we don't have the energy to really even talk because yeah. he's all talked out from work. I'm just exhausted from yeah. looking after kids all day. Yeah. And so we watch TV and like last night we were just saying – we watched like a few episodes back to back of something and um, we got to like – 10 to 9 and we're like do we watch another one because we're yeah. watching Ted Lasso and we're like oh we lucky's really obsessed with Ted Lasso it's so good and we're like <laughs> we really want to watch it we should go to bed but we're like this is the struggle is like do you go to sleep and catch up once the kids are down or do you try and maximize yeah. the kid free time that we actually have like even not to because we weren't really doing anything together mm -hmm. or like talking but mm. even just to have that time awake 
yeah. when you're not focused on a child, you can just do what you want. Yeah. And so that's like the hard thing for us is like we're running just on tired at the moment. Yeah. Because um, both kids, one of them's always up around six o'clock. Yeah. So like we don't get to sleep in. No. Ever. And so – but we don't go to bed early either. But yeah, it's like, yeah, what do you do? Like, if we don't stay up at night, like we some days we just don't see each other without Absolutely. the kids, and so yeah, that's the the hard bit. And we know it'll get better. My parents are moving down next year, and we can't wait. <gasps> so like, we'll get a bit more time. Great. But yeah, we are really feeling just the strains of like not having family yeah locally um, yeah, and just trying to manage everything with two kids. Absolutely. We've got some really like supportive friends who will help out like quite a bit and are happy yeah. to, you know, take Maya or come and, and give a hand here and there, but it's not the same as having family, no. you know, just to have on call all the time. Yeah. So You just don't feel as comfortable asking, I think, hey, Yeah, asking you, you do start to feel guilty after a certain point. Yeah. Um, but I yes. know what you mean. Sometimes the sacrificial sleep, you're like, oh, I would rather be tired tomorrow and get an extra hour like yeah. doing whatever you're doing. Sorry, you can actually just, yeah. Um, yeah, rather than get the sleep. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But then you shoot yourself in the foot the next day. You're like, oh, fuck, why did I do that? Yeah. Or we get a bad night, like of just multiple wake-ups. Yes. Like, Bloody hell, I should have gone to bed at exactly. 7.30 and I would have, you know, got four or five hours yeah. before everything kicked off after midnight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, you can't know, but... Yeah, we're just trying to grasp whatever little bits of time we can get yeah. together. Um, yeah. Even so if it's like 20 minutes, it's like being in that 20 minutes, being present, being yeah. together. Even if it is, it is, as you say, not talking, but just being together. Yeah, just lying on the couch together. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yes. You're quite happy, aren't you? You're quite happy. Any, I'm wondering... Any other points in regards to your postnatal journey with this little one or even interesting comparisons between the two births or babies themselves? Um, yeah, well, like I said, like just everything about these two is just so different and it's just been so eye-opening, you yeah. know, because everyone says babies are so different, but you can't know until you're in it and, you know, they're both – in the same environment with the same two parents. Yes. And obviously his world is a bit crazier than Maya's was because yeah. he's dealing with a manic toddler, like <laughs> trying to smother him at every chance she gets. But even through all of that, like he's just so chill and calm. Whereas Maya, yeah. you know, we could we had the option to create the most um, like perfect environment for her and whatnot and what she needed. And yeah. she still was just – she wasn't hard – by the sense of like what some people go through. It was just yeah. she was harder than him. Yeah. Um, and she was just, yeah, those evenings were just very draining. Yes. With her. Yes. Um, and I remember being like just at my wits end at like 12 weeks of just like I can't totally rocking. It did take us like an hour to get her to sleep, you know, and just constant rocking. And mm. then you'd put her down and if you were too rough with that, you know, she'd ping awake and you'd restart the whole thing again. Yeah. Whereas like we've got him and like – he will feed to sleep, but he's so much easier to put down in bed. Yeah. Doesn't really stir or budge or wake up on that. And Massive. Then, yeah. So it's just like I can deal with him needing to be helped to sleep because it's an easy, short thing. Whereas yeah. for her, I remember like I was like if she 
you know, I can't spend an hour every time she needs to go to sleep just trying to get her. Yes. That. So like that. Every three hours or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 Just spending a big chunk of time. And it's just, yeah, I had the option. I could put her in the car and take her for a drive to sleep. Yeah. Whereas like with him, I just don't have that. And it's just, for me, I've had to just let go. And I obviously do stress over things and mm-hmm. whatnot. And, you know, you get worked up when you're like, oh God, they've slept like. 30 minutes in four hours yeah and, and that does get to me at times and you know it just a, a bad night and then me forgetting something in the morning and then suddenly like his sleep stresses me out more than it would on other days but, yeah um nothing like what it did with Maya but I just don't have the option to be spending hours settling and I think that's been a big changer for me as well whereas yeah. like I sort of have a, a window of maybe 10 minutes where Maya's not aware that, you know, you've sort of stepped out of the room or yes. I'm like just keeping an eye on her from a distance and she's happy to entertain herself and that's yeah. sort of my window of time and if I can't get him down in yeah. that, it's just whatever, he comes out and he yeah. plays and, and we try again later. Um, yeah. I just I don't have the option to stress and yes. try and get so caught up on him. So that's been a nice change for me yeah. this time around. Absolutely. Oh, it's just so hard parenting. I think we just constantly feel like we're never doing a good job. No. Don't and you reckon? Like, yeah. And where, like, and you know you are, like, your kids are loved and yes. whatever, but you can't help but feel like you could have done something better. And, yeah. And for me at the moment, I just sort of feel like for me to be more present with one, it's at the toll of the other one. At yes. The um, yes. Because, yeah, just Maya's a little daredevil and, you know, you've <gasps> yes. got to keep an eye on her all yeah. the time. And it's like, the less attention you pay to her, then the more she tries to do those things to get your attention Yeah. at the moment. Um, and, you know, you want to take her out, but then he can come out, but he's so limited with what he can do. And, like, yeah. I don't want him lying on a mat, like, in the sun mm-hmm. outside. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's just... And the feeding with him is tricky, as you were saying, because he's such a constant feeder. Oh, just all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Have you had plenty of milk um, for feeding him? Like I he's think, gaining, yeah. Yeah, like he's gaining weight. He'll get weighed. Well, I haven't weighed him since his six week. Yeah. And that's another thing, like just things that yeah. slip my mind or like I'm, the just not, I'm not bothered totally. by it. So I'm totally. just like people ask, they're like, how much does he weigh? And I was like, I wouldn't know. Like, no. I, one, don't have the time to take him down no. to a child health clinic. No. Um, but again, I'm not concerned about it. Either. No, he's thriving. Like I did for a while. I was like, is he like, is, do I have a low supply? Cause he's feeding so frequently. Right. But then I was like, no, nah, he's so calm and content in between feeds. He sleeps big chunk, like five, six hours. Yes. Blocks overnight. Yes. You know? Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, he's obviously not underfed no, and he's not getting at all. bigger. Yeah. Um, like all his clothes are sizing up. So he's obviously gaining weight. Absolutely. And whatnot. But, um, I don't know whether I've just sort of got that, got him in that pattern because I was like, I'll oh, just feed on demand is what I did with him from the yes. start because I've just enjoyed breastfeeding yes. a lot more. I think I just give into it. Whereas I'm like, if he's upset, I'm like, do you want to feed? Just let yeah. him feed when he wants. So, so I don't know whether I've sort of instilled that habit. Ah, uh, and him honestly, a bit, people or, will do what you did, but and then they might have like three or four hour windows in between, and mm. then sometimes they'll have two. Like, I definitely don't think it's your fault is what I'm saying. I'm, I reckon that's his choice and that's the way that his body wants to wants to feed, and I yeah. think feeding on demand is definitely, like, a good thing. Um, yeah, I just think trying like, yeah. For the most part, it works. It's just, like, it. it's my inability to get out and do too much mm. without him at the moment. But yes. But, like, I just – 
like he will grow out of it and sort of mm-hmm. my partner and I were saying and like there's if I uh, yeah have that bad morning then I'm like I get really bummed out and I'm like man I just get no independence because he's so <sighs> dependent on me yeah. um whereas you know you don't want to play that comparison game and I was like with Maya she'd do three four hour blocks by now yeah so I could go out for you know a morning yeah. with friends whereas yeah. now it's just not an option just and too he doesn't high. really take a bottle yeah um, not consistently enough that would be comfortable mm-hmm. for me to go for too long. Yeah. Without him. Oh, but, without um, him. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. But um but yeah, it's fine. I yeah. just I find it's hard not to compare. Yeah. Well you brought up an interesting comparison before as well that I I don't know. Do people say it's a bad thing to compare? I think it's just like natural. Like yeah. it's not necessarily I think yeah. Not necessarily saying one's better than the other. It's just no, they are different. Get, yeah. And yeah. you do get caught up in your head over that a little bit. And yeah. like I'm trying not to do that, but um, yeah, but yeah, it's just I think he just and he's take like he takes full feeds and like I can feel like the letdown and so like I know like he's getting milk on each definitely, one and so he definitely. Is, he just I think he's just a big boy that yes wants to feed. Well, that's exactly what um, I was going to mention. Like and boys. thankfully, then like it is giving us bigger stretches overnight. Yes, for the most part. So I'm like. He obviously just needs yeah that extra milk in the day and boys do drink more mm. boys do drink more baby boys um yeah, and, another, and that's another thing I talk to Nat about it all the time and I'm like and yeah like, no, Patty was the same Patty yes <laughs> yeah exactly just big babies that just want because it's her second a girl yeah yeah a little yeah. girl who then sim like interestingly is very similar to what Maya was like yes like just smaller like Harder latch and like a few. It's funny. Like we just find comparisons between the new the two kids. Just yeah. In reverse order. So so funny. I know that you saw another comparison between your two was um Maya loved routine, and he's not as much into routine. Is that right? No, and he just doesn't have the option to have a routine. Right. And, um. Like I again with my partner, I was just on this big rant about things today, and I was <laughs> like, I just like I'd like to have some form of structure to a yeah. day, but with him, it's just hard. Um, whereas, yeah, once Maya got into one, like she thrived, and like yeah. her ability to settle for sleep was easier. Mm. If you know, she went down within like a time frame for it. But with him, like I've played around with, like you know, all the timings for his sleeps, and like. Mm. It's the same thing. Like he feeds to sleep every time. Like yeah. he won't feed earlier and then self-settle sort of thing. So like I'm just struggling. I feel like I'm struggling to get my head around what he needs yeah. day to day. Um, he's very reliant on me mm. yeah, with going to sleep and, and feeding to sleep. He's got a real strong association mm. with that, which is fu- like, again, it works mm-hmm. for us at the moment. It just takes away my ability to be out and about or other people to put him to sleep. Like it's yeah. always reliant on me to get him down at the moment. Yeah. With that. Um, but yeah, so she thrived off and she still does as mm. long as she's got like a semi, not a strict routine, but like some semi structure to her day. Yeah. She does really well yeah. with that. Um, Are you going to keep trying with the bottles, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. We probably will. <laughs> well, it's we like one of those bothered. things, again, like it's not – a huge importance to me and it's just it's harder work to pump yeah to get a bottle than it is to just oh, breastfeed him so I'm not so true actually to be able so to true. do it but yeah I would like to be able to go out you know mm. for an afternoon yeah um and with the I do have with the wedding coming up like a hens thing that um, yeah I'd like to be able to go for a few hours um your hens yeah yeah absolutely um, you want to go Christmas for a few hours the kids 
there. So yes. ideally we'll work on a bottle. But yes. again, that's like five weeks away. So Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll see how we go. But yeah, again, it's just it's a lack of drive from me because I'm like Yeah. It's harder work yes. to do it for me. So yeah. and I don't love pumping, so have you tried the hacker on the opposite boob while you feed? I have. Oh, I hardly I, – again, I did it all the time with Maya. This time around, have hardly done mm. it. But I, Oh, I had, Jesus. Mate, what was that? That made me jump. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot more, like, engorgement and everything with Maya. Yeah. Whereas with him, everything stabilised after two weeks and – Yeah. Like – And he probably just drinks a lot more too. Yep. So haven't really needed to because yeah. – um, And she would only feed one side at a time, whereas he will take both sides oh. every feed. Um, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. So – That I, makes um, it tricky to do something like the haka because then yeah. he's going to be hungry. Yeah. So I just – I tried even using like the ones to catch let down, but mm. again, I don't get that much. I'm like, it's just a waste of time mm, trying yeah. to do it. But um, I did end up buying like a hands-free – pump that sits in your bra and it's mm-hmm. so much better this time around like I can put him down mm-hmm. pump and still play with Maya mm-hmm. and not have to worry about it so that's been a game changer oh good for me when I use it but um oh I hope that goes well mm. for the sake of even just a few bottles as you say for your hands yeah so it's been good and it um it and you'll need something for the wedding as well I imagine Maybe. Well, I actually think for the wedding, I'm just going to end up not drunk because I'm not a big drinker anyway. Yeah, okay. And I'll probably just space them out. And yeah, I'll just feed him. Just feed him because I'm like, I yeah. don't want to be having to go find somewhere to sit and pump. Yeah. Like in privacy because I don't yeah. want to be doing that. I don't want to pump in front of everyone <laughs> in the main room. It's my wedding. I'll do it. I won't. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so hard because I'm like, I have to be really focused. Otherwise, like I just can't get any milk out. And so oh, like, really? Yeah. Um, like calm and everything like that. Yeah, this time seems easier. I seem to pump more milk easily wow. this time around. Um, but yeah, I just I don't want to have to be pumping and dealing with all of that yeah. at a wedding. Yeah, like, you know, just for the sake of having one or two extra drinks on top of what I normally would. Yeah, anyway. so true. So, so um, true. I'd probably rather just have less drinks and just yeah. feed him through the day. So true. Honest, it's going to be easier. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Us, but yeah. When is the wedding coming? I think it's eight weeks. That's exciting. Mm. Do you feel already? Pretty much. It's just down to final details. Yeah, sick. Yeah, so. so good. Yeah. So good. That's exciting. And the kids are going to go? Yep. They'll both be there. Yeah. Um, he definitely, he'll stay obviously with us the whole night. And, yeah. Um, we'll have more than enough friends and family who can help settle him and yes. whatnot. Um, and he'll stick around. But um, Maya... I would like her to go. We've got um, one of her daycare teachers is going to come babysit her. Perfect. Um, out at the venue, but I would like her to go up to the room after the ceremony, like and after yeah. like snacks and stuff around six o'clock, and just yeah. not have to deal with the stress of a toddler during yeah. the reception. Crispin recently has decided he would like Maya around, maybe for a bit of time on the dance floor. <laughs> anyway. Still to be confirmed what's <laughs> going to happen with her. He wants to have a little boogie with his as gal. As fun as it would be, like, yeah. She at my sister, she was awesome at my sister's wedding, but was just like up and running around. And yes. she's very strong willed. Like, and if someone, you know, if someone tries to grab her and stop her doing something, then it just seems to escalate and make the situation worse. Yeah. And I, it, it's worse if it's not me or Crispin. So if it's oh. like a family member trying to stop her doing something yeah. when she wants to do it. It just gets more stressful than it's yeah. worth. So I don't I don't know 
how she'll go. And as well, she'll find it so much fun. And once she knows how fun it is, she won't want to be going back to the room. That's the thing. And I don't want her there, like, obviously all night. Yeah. Because she'll be beside herself. Like, yeah. even if she's up too late, she just – she gets so tired and it'll be a big day. Yeah. So then I was like, who's it going to fall back on oh. when she's, like, yeah. crying she doesn't want to go up – up the hill. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll see. We're still finalising what's going to happen. Is she going to be a flower girl? Yeah. Cute. Yeah. How do you reckon she'll go? She didn't walk down at my sister's wedding. Yeah. She, she was like, play, play. She <laughs> wanted to run off, so I had to carry her down the thing. Um, we don't know. Maybe yeah. because Crispin will be standing at the end. I think yeah. that will help and she'll probably want to run down yeah. and see him. Um, so we're hoping that will get her walking down. Yeah. But worst case, if she has to come down with me. Yeah. So be it. Like, I Absolutely. don't mind. And then he'll just stand down the end with all the boys. That's so cute. Hey. In his little suit. You're going to look so cute. Hey, he's got a matching outfit to what all the boys are Aww. wearing. So I've managed to find something that's, like, <gasps> identical. So that'll be cute. That will be adorable. Ah, oh, so exciting. Oh, well, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, Ree. Right. Absolute pleasure having you. I really appreciate you being here. All of our podcasts are recorded live in the Facebook group, so you are not only the first to listen to the podcast, but you are able to ask questions throughout the podcast. If you wish to jump into the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you left a five-star written review, shared this podcast with someone who would appreciate, or even share your recent listen on your social stories. Talk to you soon.